Welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. I'm Caroline Chappell, Head of Cloud Research at Analysis Mason, and today I'll be discussing the topic of cloud-native network transformation. This is one of a series of podcasts my colleagues and I are recording on this topic, and today I'll be arguing that mastering cloud-native network transformation is critical if operators are to maximize their ability to deliver 5G services in future. The CAPEX and OPEX savings benefits of cloud-native networks were once promoted as the key reason for their adoption. However, market-leading operators now believe that the main driver for cloud-native transformation of their networks is its ability to support their uh, their bid to generate service revenue in future. These operators realize that they risk missing out on the new service opportunities that the transformation of the software layers of the network into a cloud-native platform will deliver unless they push ahead with cloud-native network adoption. As one European Tier 1 operator told us recently, we don't know what digital services will emerge in the future, so we must have an infrastructure that's flexible and agile enough to support anything. Services, of course, will be built using software that's run on the cloud, an IT infrastructure that is becoming distributed to edge locations. And developers are forming different expectations about connectivity now that services are increasingly developed and deployed across multiple cloud sites, including the edge. Indeed, developers are increasingly intolerant of black box networking that is opaque and static and which prevents them from automating network changes in the same way that they remotely manage cloud infrastructure and applications. They must ask network their network operations teams to make those changes, and this, of course, creates delay in achieving their business goals. Now, cloud-native networks enable network capabilities to be programmed through the same API code that digital services use to communicate with each other. This lets the network become a peer of the cloud and actually to converge with it. Operators envisage that the resulting seamless network IT infrastructure as code will be able to be manipulated by developers together rather than as two different and unequal environments. Operators also expect to be able to charge developers for their use of cloud-native network features. And indeed, developers say that they want access to these features and are prepared to pay for them. A survey of 67 developers conducted by Analysis Mason in the first quarter of this year found that 73% of developers want access to advanced network APIs to allow them to control quality of service, to deploy applications to edge locations according to network performance, and to customize connectivity and security features. Cloud-native technologies support the automated lifecycle management at scale of the sets of network functions that fulfill different service needs. The availability of virtual networks with differentiated characteristics will enable developers to innovate new services, and this will enrich those operators that are best placed to support them. Now, operators and vendors typically focus on cloud-native network functions as the key to cloud-native networks. However, we believe there are three key steps that operators must take if they are to run cloud-native network functions in a way that delivers business flexibility and agility in future. First of all, 
Operators need to deploy a horizontal telecoms cloud that can support multiple functions for multiple vendors. This is still an unrealized industry goal, even though some operators are building their second or even third generation network clouds. Our research shows a slow march towards the disaggregation of cloud from network functions because most operators still buy virtualized functions integrated with dedicated cloud infrastructure. The result is that operators uh, operate multiple cloud silos that hamper the development of end-to-end services such as network slicing and adds significantly to the cost of their delivery, even when those silos run on cloud native technologies. Operators that take a siloed cloud approach will have more overheads than competitors with horizontal clouds. It's expensive for the network function vendors to develop cloud native technology. And the providers of IT cloud platforms, the basis for horizontal telco clouds, have better economies of scale and deeper R&D pockets than network function vendors do. And Nokia recently acknowledged this fact when it announced its partnership with Red Hat. We view this partnership as a major milestone towards enabling operators to put horizontal network clouds in place. Secondly, operators must prepare for cross-functional cloud-native automation. The duplication of automation environments across multiple cloud silos also creates cost. A horizontal network cloud that applies common cloud-native automation across cloud infrastructure and multiple network functions promises eye-catching OPEX savings. It was these OPEX savings that drove AT&T to partner with Microsoft to converge uh, AT&T's horizontal network cloud with Azure. And that's because Azure could offer that, that horizontal uh, uh, automation. Cloud-native automation is based on commodity technologies that are also being adopted by IT application developers. Converged cloud-native automation for IT applications and network functions will make the lifecycle management of new services and the connectivity that supports them easier and more cost-efficient. Cloud-native approaches to automation must still, of course, be adjusted for the needs of complex network functions. But the Nefio project shows promise here, and of course, it's just released. Uh, Nefio has just released its first version, which will help the industry to assess its potential. Finally, operators must use the monetization opportunity presented by the cloud-native 5G environment to drive their larger cloud-native goals. The fact that 29 operators are now members of the Open Gateway Initiative demonstrates the level of market interest in providing cloud-native network APIs. However, the ability to monetize those network APIs in cost-effective and agile ways is greatly enhanced for those operators with horizontal network clouds and the cloud-native network automation I've just described. Such operators are likely to be able to respond faster and in a more joined up and scalable way to cloud native developer demands than operators tied to individual function vendors, roadmaps and uh, cloud stack technologies. Operators can use the business interest in network APIs to help build the business case for the first two actions that we recommend. We believe there is no alternative to cloud native networking. It is the future of connectivity. 
Operator networks must adapt to the pace of digital service innovation or become irrelevant, displaced by public cloud and other new entrant network providers. Operators also must become operationally efficient or risk becoming uh, uncompetitive. However, we know that operators face a raft of challenges, including sunk costs in the first generation of telco clouds and technologies that are rapidly being superseded, lack of in-house skills and capabilities to take on a cloud-native network, and vendors and standards organizations that are either slow to adapt to the new cloud-native reality or too quick to ignore legitimate operator concerns over the sovereignty, security, and support issues raised by disaggregated platform-based networks. But the network landscape is changing. We expect the pace of cloud-native 5G standalone core deployments to increase in 2023 and to become a key driver of telco cloud growth while virtualized RAN or open RAN cloud spend will account for 37% of total telco cloud spending by 2027. The cloud-native drumbeat will only get louder as the decade progresses and 6G looms. Operators and vendors need to be part of the momentum towards cloud-native networks or risk future service revenue in their market position. Now, there's more content on this topic on the Analysis Mason website, and the full written version of the article associated with this podcast can also be found there. Please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast if you'd like automatically to receive future episodes. And thank you for listening. 